Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I'm Sue Meitner, and I am here today with the amazing Michelle Town. She is the <coughs> branch manager of United American Mortgage Corporation and the Town Group. And I am super excited to have you today, Michelle, even though you were having a little cough attack from being in that beautiful background. Um, <laughs> Michelle, I have a quick question. I have a couple questions for you. And I know that you have so much um, wisdom to give us because um, of your, uh, what, 20 some, 20 plus odd years in the mortgage industry? 29 years in July. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. You and I like 30 years. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we've seen a lot. And so mm -hmm. as we were saying, right before we got into the, uh, right before we started to record, you know, we understand what, how we got into this business 30 years ago, our hunger, and we're feeling that again. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you, how you got into mortgage and what you love about it? Absolutely. So I actually answered an ad to be a receptionist and um, I asked too many questions and was fired and rehired as a processor. Um, so that's how I got into the mortgage business. Um, and then I processed for, gosh, 10 years, um, 10 or 15 years and was like the top processor. I'm, I just, I have a hunger for knowledge, like a hunger in how to help people, a hunger how to, you know, work within the lines that were given, but also learn where those lines need to be pushed a little bit. And, um, and then in 2006, um, you know, same old things that loan officers do or, or processors do. I was tired of making my loan officer money and I ended up having to make an apology to my loan officer because I had no idea how hard it was. It was very difficult transitioning from processing to originating. Right. And um, I, but I just, I love what I do. I love helping people. I mean, you can see my background right now is just, it's my, it's one of my whys. I, you know, I, I thrive on the outdoors and I thrive on, you know, anything that I can do to make the world a better place for people. And I, I feel like we'd get to do that. The responsibility of being a loan officer is super important. I mean, sometimes we're the first, you know, first time anybody's ever gotten a loan. So I take that responsibility very, you know, to heart because I want to make sure that I set the tone for the rest of the state, the stage for the rest of their lives and their, you know, mortgage history and their mortgage journey. And I want to make sure it's a good one. Right. And you're, you, you've been coined the doer and mm -hmm. always get loans figured out. You know, your guidelines, what do you think brought you to have that niche? Um, that thirst for knowledge. Um, you know, thirst our motto is think, yeah, our think yes. You know, we don't believe in a no and, and you can, you know, give that to my father. You know, when we were growing up, he always taught us to question the no's. Don't just take a no as an, as a, as an, a, a definite, hey, you have to a dead stop, you know, find out why the no is there and then go back in and find a way to make that no a yes. So that's what, you know, I've, I've been raised that way, bred that way. And I took that into mortgage knowledge. I mean, I 
it's frustrating and I'm sure that you've seen it as well when you're you know sitting there and somebody says oh I just got declined because of this and you know Sue you and I go oh my god why didn't your loan officer do this or do this um and that's where my that's where I become the girl who gets it done that's I do get it done and if I can't get it done I have no problem finding somebody that can get it done so I have no ego in this business I, I know my job I'm very good at what I do but I'm also very humble when I don't know what to do, I'll go search for the answer. And if I can't find it, I'll make sure that they get the answer they need. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You are coined as the girl who gets it done. And I love, <laughs> I love that. And so mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. besides, um, which I think we've talked about for the last couple of minutes of, of this podcast, uh, a hunger for knowledge. That would be definitely one of your three keys to success. What do you think your other two keys to success are? Dedication. I do not, I mean, and, and communication. Dedication, communication, and hunger. Um, I believe that everybody in the transaction needs to know what's going on up to, you know, your point of fiduciary responsibility, right? Um, I, there's never a question. People don't walk into the weekends not knowing what's going on in their loans. We always send out a Friday update, very generic, but we want them to know that we got their back. I, my clients know when I say, I've got you, let me do the stressing for you. They know that I've got their back. Um, you know, we always all lose clients, right? That go somewhere else, but 90% of my clients come back because they'll be like, oh, it was the worst experience. It wasn't worth the eighth veteran rate. Your service levels are you know, extraordinary. And that's what we look for. We look for extraordinary people that work with us. We look for extraordinary clients. And if they're not quite extraordinary yet, we make them extraordinary. And we make them understand that the process of this can be fun. Although it's stressful, it can definitely be fun. Right. I love that. And I love how you said, you know, your the communication, the dedication, the hunger. I just had somebody right before we got onto this podcast that said, hey, the mortgage company that I went with, a, a builder's mortgage company, just told me I have to put a substantial amount of money down. And mm -hmm. I didn't know how they were approving them. And I said, yeah, that's what I thought. And let's now see how we can get you into a better product, you know, and, and still get that uh, builder concession at the same time. But it's also, you know, allowing that bird to fly away so that they come back sometime because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you only have your reputation and your ethics once. And sometimes when you give the right answer, another mortgage person is giving the not right answer because they want the deal and they don't care that they're going to come back and give them another poor answer. So mm -hmm. um, I think that you, because, and I, because we've been in the business for so long upfront, do what's right. And I, that's why I say mm -hmm. not all lenders are created equal. And this is, this just illustrates just that. And, it, and exactly what you're saying, you want the people to be extraordinary. And if they're not, you make them extraordinary. And it's because of your knowledge and it not being as stressful and to have some fun. That's why, you know, we do what we do and we love what we do. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, remember, it's think yes. I don't always say yes. Um, I got I to gotta figure a way to make that a yes. And sometimes those answers are the harder answers of, no, you can't do that. But let me show you what you can do. Um, one of my dressage coaches, um, if anybody knows anything about horses, they 
you know, I was riding this horse and I was just, I was very militant, very, you know, mechanical on the horse. And, you know, you, you pay this person, you know, a couple hundred dollars to come to their seminar. And, you know, you come down center line and halt and salute. That's what we do in our dressage classes. And, and the, the, the instructor was quiet and I'm like, oh my God, I must've really, you know, messed up on this. Oh my gosh. And she goes, why do you keep telling your horse what he can't do? Why don't you show him what he can do? And I honestly took that. I mean, I bawled my eyes out that day, but I, um, cause he's the sweetest horse in the world. But I also sat there and went, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing to my clients. And that was about, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago. And I changed and I started listening to what they're saying and listening to their pain and, you know, just understanding what they're going through means a lot and hearing them right. saying, I hear what you're saying. Let me see what we can do to find a solution. I'm telling you, you'll have a client for life. That's when you make them extraordinary. That's when they, you know, you become extraordinary in their eyes. You become their, gosh, their, their person of wisdom. They call you and say, Hey, my friend is going through this loan. Can you help them? And, you know, see, when I get somebody that's in the middle of a loan that's falling apart, I don't try to take the loan. I actually ask them if I can get the loan officer on the loan and try to figure it out with them because, you know, that integrity piece is there for me. I don't, I, of course I want the loan, you know, who wouldn't, but I also know that sometimes the better solution is to take the back seat and, and give your answer to somebody to help them. Um, but I love what you said just now that, you know, sometimes you are, have to be the expert and give the solution even if it's to another mortgage company, because in the long run, we just want people to be happy with their mortgage process. And I did the same thing last week. Uh, I was with a self-employed borrower and they were using a debt that they didn't need to use. And they were saying she couldn't get the house. And I said, look, let me get them on the phone and let me give them the solution. Because mm -hmm. if I take your loan, I can't close it next week. You're going to lose mm -hmm. your deposit. So let me treat you. They've already done as much as they can. So I think that really is setting the professionals and the experts apart um, mm -hmm. because, you know, we just want the people to have a good experience and we know that it will come back, that door will open and it will come back to us. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, I love what you were saying. So your hunger, three keys, hunger, dedication, which you're so dedicated in everything that you do. I admire you for that. And then your communication is having systems and processes in place, I would assume, so that they're getting that Friday telephone call telling them, don't worry, now do you call the borrower and the and the realtors? Correct. We're communicating with the client and the realtors and escrow. So we want right. everybody to know so what's going on. So like if we know that we're coming up on a, you know, let's say we have a fast close, a 15-day close, we want escrow to know, hey, our CD was ordered. Um, and our first available date for closing is going to be Monday. So you're going to be get, getting a call to balance your file on Monday. So they're prepared too. There are a lot of times in Sue, I don't know about you, where escrow is like, you know, these closings are happening so fast that escrow doesn't even have their paperwork back yet. So we want them to make sure an escrow title have all their paperwork and, you know, all the deeds that the seller needs to sign up front. So they're, we don't just hit them all at once on one day and say, oh, we've got to close tomorrow. And you know, you know how everything rolls downhill. I feel sorry for escrow sometimes because they're the ones who get, you know, they're the bottom of the pile, you know, and they're, right. we're the ones saying, Hey, they got to sign today. Our lock expires tomorrow and you're closing tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> so I do it with a smile. <laughs> of course. So you're in Colorado, right? Where are you? Tell mm -hmm. us where you I'm are. In, 
I am in a birth in Colorado right now. The majority of my business though is still in, in California. Um, we do do business in Colorado and I just updated my licenses in a few other states. Um, a lot of my clients are aging out like I am and are retiring out of state. And that's why I chose to update my licensing in other states. Um, I do want to talk about that hunger though for a second, because I know we talked about that's it. But I wanted to talk about it. But I don't though. think we were recording. Yeah. Well, and, we you know, as an, yeah, as an originator, um, one of the things I, I, I listen to, I'm a knowledge grabber. So I listen to everything that I can, podcasts, videos, coaching. I do everything that I can to stay relevant with my clients. Um, as knowledgeable as I can. And one of the things that somebody reminded me of is when you first get into the business, if you remember, we were doing those outbound calls. Um, I think oh, um, the hunger we were talking about the because we had a little blip. Um, we were talking sure. about the hunger of when we first got into the business, you know, uh, call outbound calls, realtor Popeyes, thinking outside mm -hmm. the box. Just, you know, just reminding yourself of when you were first started, you didn't have a database, right? So you didn't have realtors. So what did you do? And why is that different now? Why are we not calling our realtors? Why are we not calling our, our clients? Why are we not making those, you know, outbound calls that we, we need to make to build our business? I mean, we're with the business being, the market being down a little bit, we actually are in a build year. So we should be making all those things. And remember, we had no, I had no fear, none. I had no fear of my phone when, um, when I was starting out, I would just call and call, hi, I'm Michelle. Why should I use you? Oh, because you know what? I think outside the box, you know, give me your turndowns before you turn, before a client goes bad, you know, or a loan goes bad or a, a deal goes sideways, call me and let's see if we can find a solution for the, for your client. Um, and we've forgotten that art. We've forgotten the art of being hungry. And, you know, a lot of us, especially, you know, I'm going to talk about myself, you know, being in the business 30 years, sometimes I think I know it all and I don't, this is a very fluid business. This business changes all the time. New products are rolling out product guidelines change. You know, sometimes we need to ask those questions and ask the right questions to the client and you're going to find a solution there. I, I truly believe too, there is a solution for every problem whether or not that's going to meet for them financially, only they can, only your client can answer that. But there is a solution for almost every mortgage challenge that comes up. Yeah, I 1000% agree with you. And you said that you have a thirst for knowledge and you're listening to podcasts, obviously, besides grab your keys. Yes. What is the podcast that you are listening to now that you just are finding so much knowledge from? Like what, give Give a, or what book have you been reading that you found, you know, joy in? Uh, so the book, let me get the book that, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer and I reread all the time, Jack Canfield. Um, oh, I love Jack I remind, Canfield. Yeah. I just remind myself of, you know, you know, what makes us successful, right? Yes, the principles of um, success. Exactly. I mean, and that is, that is so important. And then the other book I, gosh, where did that book go? I'm trying to remember what the book is. I just finished. It was um, exactly what to say. Oh, I have. Um, so it's so funny that you have to say that because I am <laughs> look. We both do the same thing. We're like, where's that book? Where's my book? <laughs> I have exactly what to say. Well, I have this exactly what to say. Yeah, you have. Yeah, 
have, yeah, that's the real, that's the ones I actually mail out to my real I'm going to send you this one results faster. I love that. I love that. Um, I, I tell you something, I sent that exactly what to say book after we did our MME retreat um, to my top 10 realtors. 10, oh my God, amazing thank yous. Because they were like, I mean, it's just, we get in a rut sometimes and we don't know what to say or we think we don't know what to say. And, you know, that book has pretty much has given you the blueprint of what to say and how to start a conversation when you don't know what to say. I mean, what's Usu? Think about it when you're talking to originators. What's the number one thing? I don't know what to say to them. I haven't talked to them in a year. What do I do? You start off saying, gosh, and make it a joke. Oh my gosh, I haven't been doing my job. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, I, I love that book, Exactly What to Say. And and I love that you can refer to those books. And, and I do think that podcasts are easy to listen to when you're in the car. And I always get great nuggets from different podcasts, even if you just pull any knowledge, even if it's outside any, any if, it, if it's outside your industry, any industry for sales and leadership really does help you know, better, our, better ourselves. And, and I also thirst for knowledge. And I mm -hmm. think that's why we're both in MME is, which is the Mortgage Mastermind Elite with Cindy is because we have a thirst for knowledge and we respect each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, the amount of knowledge in all of those calls or all of those retreats or all of those different rooms that we've been in over the years um, give us a, not only a thirst for knowledge, but a positive energy that in any mm -hmm. environment we can, um, we can call on each other for that strength. And I think right. that that's super important for everyone to have in any industry and to know your tribe. Oh, I agree a million percent. I mean, to think that, you know, it's kind of like the universe to think that we're the, you know, the universe is much larger than us. And so is this industry. There is so much knowledge out there. My first, I don't know, first three or four years, I was like, I mean, I followed Shelly Logaman around and just said, can I just sit with you? I need yeah. to hear what you're saying and, and, you know, just understand what was going on and how cool is that, that she let me do that. And, you know, I was like this, you know, eager beaver just asking questions. I probably drove her crazy, but, um, so amazing. And, and now we have the internet that wasn't around when when I first started it was just coming I mean, we just got off dial up so you know right. now you have so much knowledge that you can research the things that you can listen to my favorite podcast has nothing to do with um mortgages though it's crime junkies so um I just like to you know take my brain off of it <laughs> sometimes I need to take my brain off of mortgages but um so I love who what did I do though so um, what type of, I know what outlet that you have because I know you, but what's your outlet to relax besides listening to that podcast and, and two questions and who do you admire? Oh, so my outlet is I, I ride, I do, I have my horses in my ranch, so I'm, I'm outdoors. So I, um, I derive my energy from the sunlight. So the more that I can be outdoors, I mean, you'll hear, I'll be out there talking to clients while I'm walking my horse. And it's not that I don't, I'm not thinking about my clients. I actually get my best thoughts when I'm outside with not, you know, bombarded with the 50,000 emails that are coming in, the text messages that are coming in. So I, I, I love, I love and thrive the outdoors. Um, and I, I do love a lot that of you walking. have felt that and you do what, and know where your energy is best. I, I, I love that. Right. Um, 
So um, who do I admire? I'm, I'm, I honestly admire a lot of people in this industry, but I super admire my boss right now, Al Hensling. He has taught me, he, um, he gave me the finishing touches. And um, it's very difficult to meet someone. When he hired me, I was being recruited by a bunch of people and I, I knew I had to make a change. But do you know what he asked me that made me stand out and made him stand out? He says, what can I help you, you do to retire? Nobody had ever asked me that. Everybody had asked me, how, how am I going to help you make, you know, a hundred million? Well, I, I don't want to say I don't need your help for that. I, I have the drive and I have the systems in place to do that, but I needed somebody to, to think about me. And he is so eloquent. I would love to have him on this podcast one day, and I'm sure he would do it for you. I would love that. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, He's poised pretty much any challenge that's come up, he's probably run into because he's been doing this, you know, 40 or 50 years. And um, he made me understand what being extraordinary was and what that responsibility was. Yeah. So I love the word extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And there's a school in North Carolina called High Point University. My children did not go there, but we tore, toured it. And their phrase was um, that extraordinary is ordinary mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. there. And I love that, that, that they, they just make every one of their students extraordinary. And I just thought mm-hmm. that was amazing that when you come into a school that you can um, feel the energy of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a great word. So, um, besides retire, working towards retirement so, <laughs> and, and riding your horses and you just got married and you're going on your honeymoon, uh, yes. super exciting. Um, what's in the future for Michelle? Oh, the future for Michelle is, I mean, I'm going to continue to do loans for a while. I mean, I'd like to tell you I'm going to retire in five years, but that's, let's let's face it we're we're workers i was bred to work and i don't know that i can retire um you know officially but i would like to you know downsize a little bit or pass my knowledge in um like to coach i like to help younger people coming in not make the same mistakes that i made you know one of the things sue i uh, when i started there was no there was no leadership and i mean and it's becoming important now nowadays more so than it was you know 20 years ago but you know, to know that I'm not alone, um, when I make a mistake on a loan, I mean, I, I don't need anybody to beat me up. I do a really good job of that myself. Um, but to know that, you know, I'm not the only one that made that mistake. Um, I want to make sure that people know that, that we're going to make mistakes. We're human beings. Um, it's the matter of how you overcome that mistake. Do you, you know, own your own that you made a mistake? I mean, the number one thing that I see people do is, you know, push it off to somebody else. No, no, own your mistake you made it. It's okay. But fix it. Find the solution and give it to them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And and I always say like, when I make mistakes, I make big mistakes. Yeah. Like when it's a mistake, it's a big one. And, Mm. um, but knowing how to address that mistake and then handle the solution for that mistake is so important. But I think Mm -hmm. that the most important thing that you said today, so many important things uh, is in the market, the hunger. And Mm -hmm. that finding the solution for a yes, I feel that in in all this entire environment today, everybody just says no so Mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. And I think to change that mindset to, okay, well, it's a no, but how can we make it a yes? Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And what do we have to work towards to make it a yes? If there's one thing that anyone can take away, that is a great thing that somebody can take away. So Michelle, thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys today. We have amazing guests that are booked through the new year. So I can't wait for everyone to hear everyone's knowledge, but you've imparted so much on us today. So everyone just remember that there are three keys to Michelle's success and so much more is hunger, dedication, and communication. And I can't wait to see you next time on Grab Your Keys.